Here's the Mike Lavelle Rodeo Podcast. Well, it was a weekend to remember in Canadian professional rodeo as the skies kind of opened up a little on a couple of our rodeos with three stops on the schedule. We were in Sundry for the Go Wild, Go West Sundry Pro Rodeo. As well, we made it to Guy Wiedek Days in High River and up to the new Finning Pro Tour. Well, the Finning Pro Tour is new, but the Wainwright Stampede isn't. So those three stops happen, and of course... I got a pretty special guest today, someone I haven't caught up with in a long time and had the opportunity to work with a little bit. And, well, she did this little thing called the Amazing Race Canada. Yeah, Melissa Hollingsworth and I get to catch up a little bit and have a few laughs with that. And I'm hoping she gives us some tidbits as to what we're going to see this summer on the Amazing Race Canada. So we'll we'll catch up with her just in a little bit. But we're going to start things out at the Sundry Pro Rodeo, where it's all brought to you by our friends at Tractorland. Whether you're looking for something for your lawn or acreage, agriculture or farming, utility vehicles or your needs or construction and forestry, Tractorland has it all. Visit them at two locations in southern Alberta. Balzac and High River, they are your Kubota specialists. Check them out at tractorland.ca. Well, Sundry went down, and I knew it wouldn't take long once he was back to get himself a first-place check. Airdrie's Jake Vold was 84 points aboard the Calgary Stampede's Zipper Whitney. Well, it's a tie with one of his traveling partners, Tremington, Utah's Caleb Bennett. Both those guys in at 84 points. Caleb was aboard Franklin Rodeo's Flat Out. Devin Riley finishes in third. Fourth goes to Justin Polymer. Cole Goodine back in the mix in fifth place. Then a split between Cole Jameson, Dylan Bilton, Oren Larson, and Kyle Bowers all picking up checks there. As we look to the steer wrestling, well, it's a split atop that event as well. Tanner Milan, along with Jacob Talley, both in it for four seconds flat. Give them a little more than $2,060 each. Derek Frank. Norm Breen's back. Bridger Chambers and Denver Roy all making money there as well. We look to Johnny Webb, Blake Knowles, Matt Mailer, Brock Butterfield, Landon Beardsworth, and Cody Cassidy picking up checks in the steer wrestling. Saddle Bronc Riding, well, there's a name we haven't seen as much on this side of the border, but if you paid attention to last year's Wrangler NFR, Brody Kress is someone that is a force to be reckoned with. The Hillsdale, Wyoming Cowboy was 82.5 points on Franklin Rodeo's evening mist. Chuck Schmidt in second. Lane Watt and Colton Miller f- finish in a split of third place. Dawson Hay, Cole Ashbacker, and Ty Corrington all in there at fifth, sixth, and seventh. Jim Barry and Tom Knight in eighth. Tegan Schilke and Isaac Diaz picking up small checks as well. The team roping, well, you know he's going to put it together. Probably Mr. Consistency when it comes to things on the healing end. That's Rocky Dallin from Nanton, Alberta. Teams up with Dustin Bird. So a couple of Canadian champions that have fought it out but never won it together. They take the Sundry Team Roping Championship. They're in at 4-1. and one. Brady and Riley Miner in second, then a split between the world champions, Levi Simpson and Jeremy Bueller, along with Tristan Woolsey and Denver Johnson. Other team ropers make money. It looks like this. Cole Davidson and Colton Schmidt. Brady Tryon and Casper Roy, along with Corey Kidd and Caleb Anderson. And the McLeods, Tufton and Tice, picking up the final paycheck in Sundry this weekend. The tie-down roping, 
well, I wanted to talk about him earlier, but I'm going to talk about him now. 23 times the world champion. Yeah, that's Trevor Brazil, Decatur, Texas. But he ties, well, a living legend on Canadian soil in Alwyn Bouchard. They are both in the books at 7 and 5, so 2400 and change to them. That is a great way to start out your rodeo weekend. Logan Spady, Randall Carlisle, along with Clayton Smith, Morgan Grant, Taylor Santos, Scott Meeks from Airdrie, Wyatt Hayes, Riley Warren, and Tyler Johnson also picking up tie-down roping checks. Well, a little bit muddy and a little bit of rain in Sundry, but it didn't slow down the barrel racers. Carmen Pazabon, the BC Cowgirl, keeping her fine fashion blazes the rest of the field at a 17 and 790 good for 2876 dollars well it's the young gun and kylie whiteside in second stevie hillman in third taylor manning reagan teb nicole lawrence kelly collier and then a split for a bunch of them between shelby spielman nicole hansen riley shields helen notesad and bertina olivson so They've all made a little bit of money, but you're starting to see some names pop up a little more frequently. In the bull riding, well, it's the guy that just got back from Sydney as part of Team Canada on the PBR World Tour. That was Brock Radford. He's 87.5 points aboard the Calgary Stampede Rodeo's Big Red. Second goes to Wacy Finkbinder. Boudreaux Campbell has made his way up. He finishes in third. Luke G, Lonnie West, Garrett Green, Wade Marshall, and Jared Parsonage all in the mix in Sundry. So a pretty exciting time at the Sundry Alberta Rodeo this weekend. You know, it's kind of cool when you get to those rodeos that you know, they have more than the two or three performances. That Saturday there has to be a grind for everyone because they do an afternoon and an evening performance. Well, let's head to High River. Guy Weedick Days happens once again, and, well, it's the five-year anniversary of the flood. They got a little bit of rain, but did they get some crowds out to watch their wagons and the rodeo there? All brought to you by our friends at Rangeview Oil Field Sales. At Rangeview, they provide the best possible products. With the best possible prices, their skilled and qualified staff are focused on reliability, availability, and delivering the best cost service charges. It's their passion and pride to meet your needs, period, Make sure you stop in at rangeview.ca. Well, Guy Weedick Days finishes up like this. It's the all-round champ of Canada in the bareback riding. Kai Marshall, he's 84 points aboard C5 Rodeos, Walker Bay. Justin Polymer, Luke Creasy, Richie Champion, Cole Goodine, another check, Caleb Bennett, Seth Hardwick, and Clint Lay all making money in High River. The steer wrestling looks like this. It's Dallas Frank, the Stony Plain Man, four seconds flat. That's good for $1,989. Dustin Nicholson and Luke G is split a second. Fourth goes to Ben Ramey and Derek Frank. Sixth place goes to Tyson Willick and the two-time Canadian champion Tanner Milan. And then a split of eighth, Jeremy Cryocan, along with Justin Paul Schaefer. They're in at four and five, so you think about it. Ten spots, we go from a four-second to a four-five. A pretty rapid steer wrestling when you talk about the amount of mud and water they had in their infield. Saddle bronc riding, well, a split atop the leaderboard between Goodwill, Oklahoma's Jake Finley and Ricky Warren from Hudson Hope, B.C. Those guys both in at 80 and a half points. Sam Kelts in third. Court Shear picks up another check. Tyrell Larson, Colby Wanchuk, Preston Ogle, and Jim Berry all making money this year at Guy Wiedek Days. Team roping, well, I talked about them earlier, and let's call it two for two. 
Rocky Dallin, along with Dustin Bird, Alberta, Natton, Alberta, and the Cutbank, Montana man, in at 5 and 1, another $2,010 each into their CFR bank account with Cesar De La Cruz and JB James tying Chase Tryon and Brenton Hall at 5 and 5 for second and third. Trevor Brazil teams up with Patrick Smith. No shock there that they finish fourth. Then we go to Roland McFadden and Devin Wigmire. Grady Brandon and Colton Fletcher, along with Wyatt Brandon, Aaron Miller, and Corey Kidd and Caleb Anderson, all making money and taking in spots out of the team roping at Guy Wiedek Days. It's time for the ladies to race around in the mud, and we're going to stop in Weatherford, Texas, where it's Stevie Hillman. 15 and 972. That's good for a little more than $2,025. Kirsten Gerd in second. Chelsea Moore back in the mix. Shelby Spielman, along with Rennie LeClerc, Reagan Teb, Taylor Manning, Sandra Carter, Valerie Gillespie, Shaley McMahon, Kim Gerwitowski, and Rayleigh Edwards. Finish out your top 12 barrel racers on the High River infield. The bull riding, well, you heard his name once before, and here's a guy that left it till the last rodeo of the year last year in the PRCA. You know what? Boudreau Campbell is a hand at his tender age. The Crockett, Texas man finishes the bull riding in High River with 84.5 points aboard C5 Rodeo's Little Dipper. J.B. Moen cashes his another check. He did well at Hand Hills. Brock Radford, another check there for him. Austin Nash, Kane Larson, Ty Ellis, Luke G., and Lonnie West. So a lot of familiar names inside of there. They are all the guys that made money in High River, and we're starting to see a bit of a trend with this new generation of bull riders. It seems the younger ones are starting to catch up a little bit with the older ones. But, of course, you got the names that finish out in the end. Guys like Scott Schiffner. It won't be too long until we see them starting to cut a few more checks as he tries to make another Canadian Finals rodeo. Well, we're going to take a quick break from the rodeo action. I know I teased you a little bit earlier, and I got to catch up with a good friend of mine. Melissa Hollingsworth is someone who I had the opportunity to do a little bit of television with. I've got to know her over the years, and what do you know? Her and Nancy Chabai decide to team up, and I'm not exactly sure how these two got together, but you talk about two that will fight till the bitter end for what they believe in. Well, they team up, and it's the Amazing Race Canada. Well, Melissa Hollingsworth, it's been, uh, can I say, a whirlwind of three weeks for you? <laughs> it sure has been um, pretty exciting stuff on on the horizon, and um, you know I retired from skeleton racing in 2014, but uh, I think the the race will always be in my blood some way or another. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, there's from the moment I seen it, there was one question: Why didn't you choose me to go with her? <laughs> Ah, that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, you know what I, I I can't think of two better people than yourself and Nancy. Uh, when you talk about heroes, you being a a multi-time Olympian and a medalist at the Olympics, it's uh, you know, and Nancy being a Canadian champion barrel racer, as well as you know, I'll use the term cancer survivor, even though Nancy doesn't always like it when you say that. Oh, She's someone no. that just uh, Nancy's always a battler. I'm gonna say. Yeah, she definitely has the perspective, you know, like anytime she's in the position to to talk about it, she doesn't she doesn't consider herself that. She feels like it was like pneumonia and she got rid of it. And when when you get to meet her, like of course we understand this about her, but you know, for other people out there when 
when they get to meet her and and watch her journey through this this race, they will understand um, why she views it that way because she's just, you know, she she loves life. She embraces that and loves to be challenged and loves to get to know everybody and anybody around her and their stories and uh, and to power empower them through her journey. So. It's uh, it's a very unique, and I think it's a, a very, I've said it already, but an empowering perspective that she can share that part of her story with people and help them through, maybe maybe they're going through something similar so that they can uh, battle it, per se. <laughs> That's it. Well, may, maybe give them a little light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and obviously she came back stronger, you know, if we're going to talk about being elite athletes, um, you know, post post-diagnosis that's when she came back and she started to to win at what her passion is girl racing and and that's her her, whoop everyone yeah exactly yeah (laughs) i shouldn't say start to win but you know that's when she earned those canadian titles and it all comes down to perspective no that's it for sure now obviously you can't tell us a lot about what goes on in the show and what the different challenges you have but I guess let's start first with, with when does it air? When are we going to get to watch The Amazing Race Canada? When can we see some of this stuff? Because, uh, you know, I think a lot of our, our rodeo family and our rodeo community are pretty intrigued with what you guys did. Yeah, well, it's every Tuesday this summer starting uh, July 3rd on CTV. So um, that's a week away now. <laughs> I, I, but, uh, I, I can't wait. I'm going to watch. I mean, I'm... Pretty fortunate for me. I've had the chance to interview and talk about Nancy a number of times in the rodeo arena and outside of it. And obviously, I got to spend some time working with you over a couple of stampedes, and you know, we got to gain a little bit of a friendship. So it's kind of neat to see people that have, uh, I guess, taken on this challenge. And yeah, and you know, the unique thing about Nancy and I, if we talk about Calgary Stampede, that that's the only interaction that Nancy and I've truly had. She went around back in 2015 and I got to interview her and that's it. Other than, you know, maybe catching up to her at a, at a random rodeo if we were up at the same perf or something or being friends on social media. So, uh, somewhat of a social experiment with, um, not being best friends or spouses or siblings. This is a, a unique partnership that we came together and, and we thought, you know, we've got our experience and success in each one of our sports and being a little bit older as well, we're, you know, want to draw on that perspective life experience. We thought that this would be a, a great partnership and, and not having baggage kind of trail us behind. Going going yeah. into this, we were thinking, you know, at least if we get ourselves into a sticky situation, we can't blame one another being like, this is what you always do in this situation because we don't know that about each other, right? Exactly. So, there's there's no yeah. history, so you can't right. play the blame game. Yeah, no just blame game. Own it. So, <laughs> just own it. And that's a massive part of my story of owning it, obviously, with the uh, my disappointment of the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver just coming out and, and just really owning my mistakes. So that's something yeah. that I hold near and dear to me and my character. Well, you you call it owning a mistake, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to stop you because uh, anyone that can make the Olympics, <laughs> win a medal, and make the Olympics again, you know what, you didn't make any mistakes, you worked your butt off, and uh, I, I know the whole rodeo community really really is proud of you for what you've done on that venue because uh, it's pretty special to see one of our own stand on the Olympic podium. 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and and that's another part of uh, this journey of where Nancy and I are both extremely proud to to showcase the the rodeo roots in our Western heritage. I think it's pretty unique. I don't I don't think anybody for myself anyhow. I'm pretty sure I'm the very first person from Central Alberta to to be on the on the race, and for Nancy and I to to be barrel racers showcasing you know women in sports. So, Did you guys uh, wear cowboy hats at least? Can you tell us? That? <laughs> well, you'll get to watch the opening. I think, our, you know what? I'm going to be right alongside everybody who's watching it. Of, uh, I'm very intrigued to see how how it'll all play out. Um, you know, in our in our opening credits when we're showcasing who we are in our heroes' outfits and stuff, we're we're allowed to be cowgirls. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, that's yeah, and I think that's really cool because. Uh, you know, knowing you and uh, your father and your guys' heritage up there, uh, you have a strong rodeo background, and obviously what Nancy's done. I, I think mm-hmm. I think the cowboy hats would be a definite in in my books. Now, the race experience itself, I mean, they call it the hero's race, and you're against uh, whether they be uh, emergency medical responders or people that have done stuff in their communities, and it, it was a pretty unique group of people. Was it? Uh, do you get to know them, or is it just all about the race right from the word go? You know, I think this will be a very special edition for the the Amazing Race Canada with it being the Heroes edition. Um, it's pretty hard to to state, you know, personally that you're a hero. You don't look at yourself that way, and that's how every single person on this race, that the same thing. You know, their partner views them as a hero, or perhaps their community views them as a hero but um everybody on this race is extremely humble and very successful and and very good people so that's where it's uh it's a unique twist on you know it's it's a race it's a competition but everybody is wanting to you know race in in their to the best of their character so to not undermine anybody and that i think that's where it gets tricky sometimes of where it's still a competition but you're still wanting to be the nice guy <laughs> no definitely and that's yeah. uh you know that that's important uh that you know you keep within I, I guess i'll use the term your values or your core values yeah. and you know you and nancy are two of the people that uh, exemplify that coming out of it it gets announced and it hits social media like gangbusters uh did your phone ring at all (laughs) it was it was a a little busy there for a little bit and and i was so relieved when we finally had the announcement that they were announcing the the cast for this year's season because um we had cover stories and i had been home about two and a half three weeks from the race and we were just, I i was dying anyhow to have it out because I couldn't talk about my cover story anymore because my cover story is I got to Africa to do charity work because I've done that before. So, yeah. you know, most of my, my community and my family would understand that would seem somewhat believable. But once I was home, I, I didn't have any stories to tell about Africa. So and, I was And, and what, was, what was Nancy's cover story? Her cover story was she was going to learn how to teach yoga in Costa Rica, <laughs> Good which grief. is very believable again because well, she loves yoga. And... Yeah, she's someone that does that. But I mean, come yeah. on, Costa Rica. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, she could. Yeah. Either, yeah. either way, I I think it's fabulous what you guys have done. I can't wait to watch it, and I, I guess you know, on behalf of uh, the rodeo community, we want to we want to congratulate you guys for. 
I guess, bringing a highlight to not only the rodeo community, but to the Western lifestyle, because I think this is going to be fabulous for all of us. And, you know, no little secrets you can tell us, like not even one? <laughs> I don't I don't think there's any secrets I can really tell you other than that you, you better turn in because it's going to be good watching. <laughs> I thought we were way better friends than this. I, I know, did. I know. I know. It's all Crushing. good. Well, I can't wait to catch up with you in Calgary. And uh, I really, I can't wait to watch next Tuesday night, uh, The Amazing Race Canada. Make sure you tune in on CTV and uh, it's going to be a bunch of fun. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Mike. Thanks for that, Melissa. And you know what? <laughs> I don't think I would have been a very good partner at all. No, I wouldn't have worked out well trying to chase her around because obviously she's an Olympic athlete and even more obviously, I'm not. Well, that interview brought to you by our friends at Highwood Distillers. From their distillery in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, they create a complete family of fine spirits, premixes, and liquors. For any occasion, make sure to visit them at highwood-distillers.com and enjoy their products sensibly. Well, it's a stop on the brand new finning tour, and I talk about the Wainwright Stampede. Let's go to how things shook down. Of course, we have round winners. Because we have more than one go-around, we do a long and then a short go-around. So let's go to the finals. Where a bunch of guys qualifying, Clint Lay from Cadogan, Alberta, wins the finals. He gets 87.5 points aboard Vold Rodeo's Mucho Dinero. Ty Tapetat finishes in second, Oren Larson in third, and Danton Birch finishes in fourth. So the average looks like this coming out of there. Clint Lay, your number one man, Ty Tapetat in second, Oren Larson in third, Danton Birch in fourth. T- Kelly Timberman finishes in fifth, J.R. Vizane, Dylan Bilton, and Jake Vold picks up an eighth place check. Steer wrestling, well, it's three rounds. If you're a timed event guy, you have two long goes and a short go, so let's go to the finals where it's Harley Cole, the Cockerman. He's four and six, good for $1,600. One of our NFR qualifiers in Scott Gunthner, he finishes in second, Jesse Brown in third, and Jacob Talley finishes in fourth. So when the average after all the dust settles, this is how it looks. Scott Gunthner, along with Jesse Brown, and Jacob Tully all finished tie for number one in the average. Good for 1753 each. Harley Cole finishes in fourth. Stephen Culling, Mike McGinn, Ted Gallagher, Jordy Ness, along with Coleman Kohorst and Craig Weisgerber, making money on the average in Wainwright. Well, it would have been cool to hear my friend Brett Gardner call the action in the bronc riding. How about the who's who of bronc riding? In the final go-round, it was Zeke Thurston. Yeah, the world champion from Big Valley, 85 points on Outlaw Buckers Bright Lights. Isaac Diaz in second, Brody Kress in third, and Tegan Chilke, he finishes in fourth. So this is how things shook down when all the average and they had done some calculations. Zeke Thurston, number one. Brody Kress, number two. Isaac Diaz. Then we go to Tegan, Clay Elliott, Justin Berg, Dustin Flundra, he's back, and Ricky Warren making money in the saddle bronc riding. The team roping, well, it was a tough one. They fought it out tooth and nail, but at the end of it in the finals, it was Tristan Woolsey and Denver Johnson in at six and one. Ty Johnson and Leonard Johnson, seven and two, they finish in second. Then we go to the third-place team, A.J. Sullivan and Travis Galay, Trace Tryon and Brendan Hall. They finish in fourth, so a pretty exciting time right there. We go to the average overall, and, well, 
the same two guys on top, Tristan Woolsey and Denver Johnson. Then we go to Ty and Leonard Johnson, AJ and Travis, Chase Tryon, Brendan Hall. The fifth place team was Riley Warren and Clay Ulery, Cole Posbon and Kyle Smith, Tristan Williams and Joey Romeo, and Nolan Conway and Chad Johnson finish in last place in the average, which still pays them 174 bucks each. The tie-down roping was a fun one, and one of the guys with the fastest hands, well, it's Corey Solomon. The Prairie View, Texas man, he finishes the finals at 8-9. and nine. Kyle Lucas, the young gun right behind him, and we'll see him at his first Calgary Stampede coming up. Taylor Santos and Blair Smith, the four guys making money in the finals. It looks like this in the average. Corey Solomon, Blair Smith, Kyle Lucas, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Santos, Randall Carlisle, Trevor Brazil, Bo Pickett, Clayton Smith, and Keeley Bonnet are your money makers when the average settled out of Wainwright. In the barrel racing, well, it was pretty simple. Shelby Spearman, Dalhart, Texas girl, came out in 17 and 317. Almost, well, a tenth of a second quicker than Carmen Pazabon. Angela Ganter behind her, and Nikki Hansen finishes in fourth. So the average looks like this. Shelby Spielman finishes first. Carmen Pazabon, Angela Ganter, Nikki Hansen, Jessica Roeder, Shana Weir, Kirsty White, Jenna O'Reilly, Jackie Ganter, and Vanessa Leggett are your top ten barrel racers. The bull riding, well, he's a guy that seems to just keep getting better and better. Cody Coverchuk, the Meadow Lake Saskatchewan man, was 87 points on Mishmash. $1,600. No one else rode in the finals, so he picks up $2,400 in ground money there. That's going to pay a few bills. The average looks like this. Cody Coverchuk, your number one man. Lonnie West, Jared Parsonage, Chris Hansen, Toby Collins, and J.B. Moen, along with Marcus Gloria. With that being said, they each picked up a tiny bit of ground money on top of that, so congratulations to each one of them. It's been a ton of fun, friends, and I can't think of a better way to do it, but i got to thank my friends at Becker Buckles. Their dedication and attention to detail and hard work have made them the supplier to champions. When you receive a Canadian handmade custom Becker Buckle, you're getting three decades of pride and experience, and it shows. BeckerBuckles.com. They help us bring all the results and everything to light here for you each and every week. And I want to thank our friends at Limelight Audio and Media for producing this podcast. Well, we're only about a week away from the greatest outdoor show on earth, the Calgary Stampede, where, yes, us here at Limelight Audio and Media will be producing a daily podcast to keep you up to speed as to what's going on. So make sure you tune in there. Until next week, friends, do me a favor, drive safe, and we'll catch up with you down the road. Thanks for joining us on the Mike Lavelle Rodeo Podcast. You can follow Mike on his social media at Rodeo Rapper.